The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Hello, this is Smiley Sousa from Artillery. You are listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Bringing Out the Big Guns episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 653, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, damn it, listeners, what a way to kick off the show. Dear listeners, this show, this fine content that you love is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee. Dot com. I'm excited because this week I've been cleaning and organizing around the house and I can now officially find again my hotter than a church in Norway t-shirt, which mm. you should go to True Cult Coffee and buy when you subscribe to the coffee. Because when you subscribe, not only do you not run out of coffee, you get not one but two great bands every month. Some months, three, because you never know what Coffee Beano culture is going to swing into the mix there, right? Mm-hmm. He's always working up a deal. He's always thinking of new stuff. He's a damn fun time. Uh, hence the Hotter Than a Church in Norway t-shirt. Because, you know, who else but metalheads with a sense of humor are going to find that funny, Right. Because it is funny. If you're not laughing, like if you're offended right now, you're listening to the wrong show. Um, I'm going to recommend strongly that you, you know, stop listening because it's just going to get worse from here. Um, But truecultcoffee.com, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee. That's what you're putting in the little web browser there. Snowman, what's happening? Well, I got some really cool stuff to uh, get into regarding True Cobalt Coffee myself. But before I kind of get into that and into our mandatory metal segment, I want to say hello and happy birthday to my little sister. Aww. 
Yeah, yeah. Today, as we speak, is my little sister Cherish's birthday. Now, she's not so little anymore. She's in her mid-40s now, but you know how guys are. She's always, you know, your little sister, you know, yeah, you're yeah. always going to see her as your little sister. We, we can be, I can be 90, she could be 85, you know what? And she's still always going to be my little sister. So, yes, happy birthday, to her, and as well, um, it is also DRI's birthday today. What for real? Yeah, yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on DRI's uh, Facebook page. I guess it's it's fan generated and all that. And they announced that today is the day, you know, of their birthday. Thirty nine years today. Wow, already. Oh, man, already, yeah. I honestly yeah. can't believe it's only thirty nine years. I figured well, I would have been the big four zero. <laughs> Pretty well. Well, you got to wait this time next year for that. Maybe, maybe this this day next year, dude. Like we'll have a special DRI episode. Like why not? Oh, DRI day, yes. Yeah, because that's you know one of my all time favorite bands. You know, so just for shits and giggles, I'm sure you know we should we should drop. A DRI, some old school DRI at some Hell point yes. with this episode. But before we get to that, as I said, I got some pretty cool stuff about True Cavalt Coffee going on because this week, okay, my uh, my package has arrived. The I Eagle saw that on Instagram. <laughs> I was so yeah. excited, man. Yes. Like, woo, yes. it's here. Yes, yes. My, my. My incantation True Cavalt Coffee Special Blend has arrived entitled Tribute to the Goat. Ah, so excited. Yeah, yeah, it, it arrived. And what we did for this is Mrs. Snowy and I, we had our own little date night here in, in, in Snowy Manor. When I, when I got home from work that day, I fired up a pot. And earlier this week, and this will be part of my metal fix as well, I had bought a vinyl copy, a pressed onto vinyl, of the original War on Worlds radio broadcast. <gasps> no. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't <gasps> believe I couldn't believe when I found this record. Of course, that was the the radio broadcast or, or Orson Welles, you know, that scared the living hell out of a nation. Yeah, caused a panic. Oh, caused a panic. Someone that killed themselves was absolutely it was amazing. Of course, it was 1938. You know, like so stuff wow. like that happened. So, what we did is I made a cup of incantations tribute to the goat coffee. We slapped this record on, and we just kind of cuddled up in front of the radio. Okay, quote unquote, the radio, <laughs> in front of the so radio. just like they did. How back, 1940s of you. <clears throat> very much so very much so you know so we yeah we kind of hung out in front of the quote-unquote radio and enjoyed our true cobalt coffee our incantation coffee and listening and listened to this monumental uh radio broadcast so let's uh let's for tonight in honor of that and in tonight's uh, mandatory metal segment sponsored by True Cavalt Coffee, I want to drop a track from Incantation, from their live tribute to the Goat album, and 
a cover of Necrophagia's Abomination. Really cool stuff. So this is Incantation in our mandatory metal segment.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. One of my all-time favorite albums, DRI's Dealing With It, with I Don't Need a Society. Dude, I still love that song so much. What have you got in tonight's, uh, in our tonight's Metal Fix? Dude, so I've been checking out so much new music this week. It's been ridiculous. So last week, you know, we had our Back to the Future episode, and that really got me thinking because I I love like I love technology. Like it's my my family's always love technology. Where I was like, oh yeah, let's try this, let's try these new things. And you know, my thing with technology is I what can I do with it, right? Like I, mm. I've never I've never been the guy that'd be like, oh, I'm gonna be the best troubleshooter of technology. I'm like, no, I use technology. Like, how's this stuff work, right? How can I, how can I make it work for whatever it is I'm doing? And if it doesn't, well, then I don't use it, you know, and, and like I'll be I'll be early to try and early to to cut loose. And um, in this brave new world we live in where we have everything of the um, touch of our fingers, I decided to go for a swim. So, you know, we, in, in a way through um, through all the new releases. So I checked out the new Zayo last uh, this past week. So the mm-hmm. Crimson Corridor, like that mm-hmm. came out last week. Um, Bongzilla, after we talked about it on the show last week, I'm like, I need to hit this. And, you know, pun completely intended right there. Um, <laughs> but so the new Bongzilla was awesome. And then I had no idea, but Adrian Smith and Richie Kotzen had out a combined album together. Ah, okay. It's very 80, 80s prog metal, you know. But mm-hmm. um, that's that. So... The band Wasp. You're you're familiar with Wasp, right? Uh, yeah. Have we met? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so Blackie Lawless, right? When I was a kid, Blackie Lawless and the song Blind in Texas was like the greatest thing in the world, right? Just greatest thing in the world. And I remember reading an article where Blackie was talking about that song and he was talking about some place that he found that makes these great Mai Tais. I'm like, what is a Mai Tai? Like, I had no idea, but I wanted a Mai Tai. And like, since that moment, at probably like 14 or 15, like I have been thinking, I want to try Mai Tai. Finally, at almost 50, I found the recipe, I got all the ingredients, and I made my own damn Mai Tai. Oh, you go, boy. It's awesome. I love it. And I can't wait to do it again. It was a great time. Um, and then, so then check this out. So Lemmy, right? I'm sure you're sure you've heard of Lemmy once or twice. Oh, I have. Um, yeah, a time here and there. Uh, remember a couple of episodes back, I was talking about a buddy of mine that was getting into playing again. And I was like sending him like music books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I sent him a guitar and all that sort of, sort of thing. Because, you know, we, we've, we've known each other. So long now, dude. Like it's so long. Um, I mean, we were we were like little kids, like probably like third, fourth grade, that kind of stuff, you know. Right. And um, so he sent me out of the blue the Lemmy Ace of Spades pop figure. Oh wow! <laughs> it's flipping sweet, <laughs> and I don't typically like pop figures. Like, right. like some of them are cool. Some of them just like okay, it just looks like a character brought to life. 
you know, and characters I'm I'm hit or miss with. Sometimes they're okay. Sometimes like, eh, you missed the mark. Mm-hmm. This Ace of Spades Lemmy Pop is the coolest pop I've ever seen in my life. Um, like I seriously, and like pause the show or like get a computer while you're listening and go look at it online. It's awesome. It's so cool. So that's that's sitting behind me on my um, bass amp next to my other Lemmy figure because you know what else you're gonna put on top of your bass amp. Um, and then let's see here. Um, new William Shatner, right? So, (laughs) okay. If if, it's not exactly metal, right. Uh But, but, but like Shatner since, man, I can't remember if it was like 2003, 2004, he, he did an album called has been right. And Ben folds did like all the arranging and music and stuff on it. And he got Henry Rollins to do a track with him. And the track's called, I can't get behind that. And, um, I've been wanting to listen to that track because they they have a line there about student drivers. And on my morning walks, I keep passing this car that says, be patient, I'm a student driver. And so I always think of that song and I laugh. So I was went to search for it so I could listen to it. And while I'm doing that, last year, Shatner, who's in his 80s, puts out a blues album. Oh. And it's just called oh. Blues. Now, for anyone who's familiar with William Shatner stuff, he basically does like beat poem songs. Like he talks it all out. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's got a fantastic voice. So if you can, you know, handle it, try it. But the blues, he's actually singing a little bit. I'm like, this is not terrible. Like, this is this is fun. <laughs> like and like Shatner t- at this point can pretty much have anybody he wants to play on stuff. Like if he calls oh, up yeah. and says, hey, man, you want to play on this with me? They're going to do it. So like Brad Paisley's playing on a track. There's some other great guitarists playing on a track like. Like, dude, like he got the who's who of great people, right? Right. Um, but but so yeah, so not exactly metal, but seriously fun and definitely check it out. But the what I've been waiting for, and I couldn't wait. Um, April thirtieth, it dropped. I bought it immediately. Fortitude, the new Gojira release. Ah, dude, yes, that album is amazing. Just the opening track is insane. The opening track is just absolutely just insane, right? It just it starts out great. The second track, Amazonia, like it just hits you right off the bat. And then there's another track. I think it's like track seven. I can't remember the name um, because I've I've listened to it like three or four times now. Um, and like today, I listened to it. While I was doing my yoga. Like so, Gojira for anyone who's like trying to figure out like yoga and all that sort of stuff. Gojira is a great band to do yoga to because just the tempo kind of works with the flow, you know. Especially if you're figuring it out. And so yeah, so I I love doing yoga to Gojira, but um, Fortitude guys, get it. It's great. I cannot wait to see this tour. Like I really hope it comes somewhere near me. Right um, and then, like I told you, this is a lot for me this week, right? Um, the new Metallica Vinyl Club came out. Right. And guess what the track is? It's only one track, but two different versions. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to say Creeping Death. Well, no. I think they've actually done that one, and I love Creeping Death. But this one I thought was hysterical. It's I Disappear. So there's a live version of I Disappear. And then the Smart Alex released the leaked Napster version, and that's how it's titled. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Oh my god, I love you! Like, it's great, <laughs> right? The fact, like, 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 oh, I can't even begin 
just I can't even put into words just how much I love that fact. I think it's fantastic, mm-hmm. right? And so so that showed up, and I wasn't even expecting that yet. So they're getting better on that. And then last but not least, and we'll talk about this more in the indie spotlight. But D Gregorio has a new EP out, and I also picked that up on Bandcamp. Right on. Um, but we'll talk about that in the indie spotlight. So what's new with you, Snowman? Well, myself, as you were going on, as you're talking over your metal fix, I realized, okay, because I got it right here in my hot little fist as we speak, this is how connected, and we're going to find out more in my metal fix, just how we, how connected we are to Decibel Magazine. Oh, yeah? Okay, because in this latest episode, episode in this latest issue, they have pieces on Gorgira, Bongzilla, and Zayo. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. Wow, we really that's are connected. It's, well, that's when we had, you know, De- Decibel scribe Sean Fraser on a couple episodes back. And he said, well, that's because, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're hacking into your emails. We're getting all our ideas from you guys and all that. Well, I'm kind of starting to believe it now. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, speaking of Decibel Magazine yeah. or Decibel Magazine Decibel. for for do. all of our for all of our regular yeah. listeners, we want to say speaking of birthdays and all that good stuff, we want to say horns up and congratulations to Decibel for their 200th issue, which will, I believe will be wow. coming out next month. It might wow. actually be. In in the U.S. of A, it might actually be on the stands now. I don't know. Like it's kind of it's kind of different here. So to honor that, um, Despel put on this really cool live stream a couple nights ago as we speak, called the 200th issue show, extremely extreme. <laughs> all I love that, titles is, like that. Oh, I just love yeah, that, dude. Yeah, which is it's so much basically, fun. Basically, their warm-up show, their their pre-game show, which was um, which was re-airing their the the video of their 100th episode, which started while I was at work. Okay, and I'm and I'm going on Facebook on my gadget at work, and they're like, the show is going to start in two hours, and I'm like. No, 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 that's not what the back of the new issue of Disciple says. That It gives me a time. I got time to get home from work here and, and see the show. What are, what are you talking about? Okay, as it turns out, they were just talking about that, that pregame show. Gotcha. Okay, fine. Well, I finished everything up at work. I jumped in the cab. I ran home. I hit the liquor store, ran home, you know, and ready to rock and roll to this amazing um stream and i was kind of hoping that it was going to be like a with with no one in attendance of course it is it is it is what it is but i was just kind of hoping that it was just going to be a live show with these five bands in the same building you know and all that but apparently it was um all they were all sets shot at various different locations yeah fine i'll i'll take it i'll take it okay because this is a monumental moment, 200 issues. And when you get Midnight, Chemist, Full of Hell, Wake, and Horrendous all on the same bill in any way, shape, or form, I'm there. Especially on a free show. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I was ready to, I was ready to shell out whatever they wanted for it. And when, okay, no, oh, oh, actually... 
Actually, it's it's free on YouTube. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Once, That's pretty awesome. Once again, we've had Midnight on the show. We've had Wake on the show. We've had Full of Hell on the show. And I believe we played Chemist and Horrendous on the show at, at, at some point as well. So once again, really strongly connected. And the Midnight set, okay, was absolutely fantastic. Okay, they were just they just played in this little space. Okay, but they had banners on the on top of them and on each side. They looked like they were in like a little yeah. fort, a little blanket fort. Oh, that's fort. cool. Okay, <laughs> it's really, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the one one of the bands. It looked like they were playing in a. Uh, I think it was horrendous. It looked like they were playing in a record shop. Even. That's awesome. That's fantastic as well. Yeah, yeah. Apparently now, though, um, all, and I should have double-checked before we sat down and press record, but apparently all five of the main show, all five hours of the main show and the pre-show are now up on YouTube to uh, for your uh, your viewing and listening pleasure. Um, I hit the record shop um, a couple times, but I'm only going to get into one of my uh one of my trips this week i had grabbed a the latest album from the hardcore band disaster strikes in the age of corporate personhood they put out this record on um, jello biafra's alternative tentacles records and i remember catching this band when they were coming through town um jordan from terrorist here in winnipeg who i was working at the old, old warren music shop with at this just around the same time you mean at he, 91 albert street at 91 <laughs> albert street winnipeg manitoba yeah for sure he was bringing them in to play the the uh the little venue right above us in the same building so after That's my awesome, shift it's like oh, hey yeah yeah i'll hang around and i'm gonna check out this band it was my first exposure to them and just this little tiny venue, no stage. There was maybe only about a dozen people there, but oh, I love shows like that. You know, when you're when you're like right there, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, and it just it's it's intimate and it's personal and it's absolutely fantastic. And then that night, you know, after they're set, I hung out with the band and I bought some of their seven inches off them and in hindsight i definitely should have pressed record and all that but ah uh, you know once again interviewers regret so i didn't i didn't regret picking up that full length album in the age of corporate personhood fantastic stuff good really good political hardcore and as well as i mentioned in the um in the mandatory metal segment i picked up that really cool war of the worlds vinyl release dude that's so sweet it's it is it is it is fantastic and now i have it in my hand and i know this is going to cost a pretty penny okay yeah so i flip it over to look at the price expecting to see like 50 bucks which i was which i was going to shell out for it like this this puppy was going home with me regardless five dollars you're kidding me. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Even even secondhand. Like, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So I took my records up to the counter where Jay, who works at in 
at Into the Music, good friend of the show. We've had him on before and all that. Yeah. I said to him, okay, dude, I'm holding you to the price of this record, this five bucks. And he kind of looks at it and goes, why? Like, what, what, like, what do you mean? I said, because when I was looking at it, I flipped it over. I was expecting to see 50, not five. I'm holding you to it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, okay, I guess, uh, it, it is what it is. I only work here and all that. When I got it home, I was kind of curious, and I hit um, eBay to see if there were any for sale, and the going bid was 20 for a secondhand no copy way. of that. So it, it wasn't as much as I thought, but what was a pretty penny, and I spoke about this before, was the double vinyl release of the War, and War of the Worlds musical that yeah. came out years ago. That's starting at 50 bucks. Okay. Which which I've got that so, so yeah I think I'm actually kind of on a small gold mine an eBay gold mine with with all of my records from oh, yeah, man. like the 80s and all that because I I kept them all you know and there are, and a lot of them are the imported first first pressing you know from the original label and the original release date and all that so I don't know I had Mr Snowy saying do you ever think you might sell any of these oh hell no. I don't think so. <laughs> no way. I don't care how much. I don't care how much these records are are gonna fetch. These these are my uh, these are my babies for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. For like, sure. I I told you I was cleaning out my my garage and stuff this week, right? You know, right. And um, I have I have a ridiculous amount of CDs. I told my wife, I'm like, we need to go through this band and make some decisions. Like there's, there's CDs in there that of course I'm not going to get rid of. Cause this could be like my, my kiss, my anthrax, my Metallica, every Rollins band thing I collected. Cause I had every crazy import you could find for a while. Um, but then I'm like, there's some, some of them I'm like, what is this? Do we need this? Who, whose was this? Like how this make it here? You know, <laughs> And right. it's, it's just one of those things where um, I'm, I'm not going to sell stuff unless I absolutely have to, but I'm definitely running out of room for things. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what makes it hard. Definitely. No, I get that. I get that. Once, once uh, like I've, I've, I've got a lot of stuff in storage right now, just, you know, just the way the house is r- r- right now. And once, once things kind of change a little bit around here, I'm getting everything all in its proper place, and I'm going to be hurting for space oh, yeah. for C- CDs, cassettes, and and vinyl. It's going to be tough. What a good problem to have, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, ah, oh, oh, I've got all of this music. What am I going to do with it? I know, right? <laughs> you know, like I know there's people starving in the world, so we mustn't we mustn't complain. Oh, yeah. Um. And we're going to get on to some tunes here, especially this record, one that came across my desk. We've spoken many times over the years on the show about the Metal Massacre series. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, well, Metal Massacre 15 came, excuse me, came across my desk. Wow, this is, you know, this is what it's all about, and... It's been a while since Metal Blade put out these amazing, what these these amazing compilations. 
I think they're doing it right, like the way they did it before. Yeah, they have some of their own bands on, including Midnight. Okay, the the aforementioned Midnight. And as well, Mothers of Graves from Wise Blood Records. Once again, Sean Fraser's label, we had him on talking about that release. And we've played it and all that. And it's just, they're taking, you know, really good bands, a good wide variety of bands you know, either from the indie scene or on smaller labels and giving them a shot, including Midnight, Temple of Void, Smolder, the aforementioned Mother of Graves, Fuming Mouth, Ripped to Shreds, a lot of bands that we've all, that we've played on this. And I got to say, I'm really digging this. And I certainly hope, you know, there's going to be a, a 16, 17, 18 get back to making these, you know, almost yearly releases like they did in the 80s all the way into the early 90s as well with all those fantastic records. So, yeah, horns crossed, horns crossed. Ah, speaking of speaking of Metal Massacre and all that, and I kind of forgot to mention this during Decibel's 200th um, live live stream yeah okay in between bands they had pre-recorded um you know happy birthday happy 200th type type messages from various artists including brian slagle oh that's awesome yeah yeah because they're also kind of sponsoring this event plus a lot of people that you know if you're not active behind the scenes you might not know some of these names and we've worked with them behind the scenes and you know in their pr department and all that so it was so cool to see like actual friends of the show that contributed to the show in their own way you know giving them a shout out that was that was a lot of cool and that was really cool and oh definitely and a lot of these shout outs were came were coming from radioactive metal alumni as well including the guys from ghoul and doro pesh chuck billy Donald Tardy from Obituary, Matt Harvey, good friend of the show, Max Cavalera, we've had him on a number of times, Ivar from uh, from Enslaved, Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder, um, the, the guys from Immolation, Terrence from Suffocation, Richard Christie, you know, from Death and oh, yeah. all sorts of wicked Florida bands, so it's like I'm getting to the point where I'm watching all these and I'm making a checklist, it's all, yep. We've had them. Yeah, these guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once again, so connected to Decibel Magazine. Just in that way. Um, want to hear some tunes now, then? Hell yeah. We'll get into, how about, since we, since not only did we talk about them a lot in this Metal Fix, but they're also really cool guys as well. How about some Midnight? From the new metal massacre, this is masked and deadly. Now oh, that's kind of appropriate, I think. Hell yes. <laughs> Let's go. 
Satan and so it will be. Henceforth, corporations shall have the rights denied to you and me. Bestowed unto them shall be a life worth more than human life itself. Liberty from regulation, investigation, or prosecution. And the pursuit of power without regard for human suffering. Bow your heads. Pray in the direction of Wall Street. The corporations will now lead us in prayer. Our corporations, which are infallible, hallowed be our trade. Our kingdom has come, our will be done. The prosperous has approved by the markets. And forgive us our treason, as we vilify those who speak against us. Lead us not into equality, but deliver them into more poverty. For ours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory of the one percent forever and ever. aforementioned Disaster Strikes album in the age of corporate personhood that is Disaster Strikes that is the title track and of course yeah as you can hear that is Mr. Jello himself on vocals on there as well fantastic stuff and then why not you know when you're when it's your when it's your label and you're into an artist why not you know lend your own vocal stylings hell yeah to all of that and of course as a fan as an old school dead kennedys fan and all that i was i was appreciated because there's always room for jello <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes i'll yes, show myself is. out I'll show myself. are you kidding that's my kind of humor <laughs> but but before i do we have to introduce a tonight's creature feature 
Um, gentlemen, definitely in a band no stranger to this show, Mr. Michael Stutzer from the legendary Artillery. Today, if you are hearing this in podcast form, their new album, 10 or X, however you want to call it, drops. So um, it is available today. And once again, like we've had Mr. Stutzer on before, you will recall, geez, maybe about five years ago when they crossed Canada with Onslaught. Yes, I do remember that. We had a good opportunity of speaking to both bands at the time. And of course, now, you know, no one's on tour. Certainly no one's getting into Canada right now. We're definitely locked down, you know, bringing people into the country and all that. Um, Certainly no one going across across Canada. But like, like I've said, like if there was ever a blessing, anything good that ever came out of all of this, it's just the fact it ge- it's given us the opportunity over the Skype or phone to talk to a lot of artists that we might not necessarily get a chance to. And if it wasn't for this, I don't know if, you know, we would have had the opportunity to speak to Mr. Stutzer over the Skype to talk about this brilliant new record. So we're going to get all the whys and wherefores and everything that's going on in the artillery camp from michael himself to get us there let's drop a track from that record last last episode you know we played the first single turn up the rage so this time around it's like okay we got to pick another track and dude we can't possibly go any other song than one entitled in thrash we trust hell this, yes <laughs> this is this is our chat with michael stutzer from the mighty artillery
First and foremost, I always like to start off when I speak with an artist such as yourself. You've been around, you've done it all. What is your initial reaction when you see the word legendary? The legendary artillery. <laughs> What's your initial reaction? First of all, I think about, gosh, I'm getting, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I'm very proud and, you know, really, really... It's really cool that people say that because, you know, been playing music for so many years and have so many great experience and talks with so many uh, people all around the world who love metal. That's really cool if they think you are a legend, you know, because <laughs> what can you get more in life, you know? <laughs> that's that's cool. I'm very thankful about that. And um, and of course, the, 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 well, our 10 albums now, it's, it's look like uh, we had gain a lot of, of things going around playing a lot of places in the world and things like that so yeah it's make me proud if people think I'm a I'm a legend right on right on for sure for sure you've definitely put the time in seeing as this is the your as you said record number 10 did you ever think you were going to make it this far like when you were cutting that first one way back in the day and no, if if people had told me in 1982 that I would have been making uh, 10 albums, been playing in 65 countries, I would have laughed and said, ah, you're kidding me, <laughs> come on. But but now, as I said, I'm really proud that we had gained that because not many bands are going so far, you know, and make 10 albums and play so many countries, you know. And uh, it's still, for me, it's very important to go out to play. Of course, Corona has stopped a lot uh, the last couple of, uh, two years almost. And uh, But I'm looking so much forward. We're starting to play again in Denmark from the 6th of May. And I'm looking so much forward to that because that's... Uh, most important for me to get out to meet the, the fans and the people who really are into the music, you know, and, and as, as I said, if people had said that to me in 1982, I would have loved you. I said, you're kidding me. <laughs> Come on, man. Do you believe in that? But now, yeah, what can I say? I'm totally proud. Right on, right on, and as you should. If anyone doesn't know, like, this would be re record number 10, they might get the impression that the, the name of this record is X. So could it yeah. go either way? Yeah, because when, when we said 10, you know, the, the, the Latin words for 10, and it's, it's X, and but X is also, you know, the unknown. And uh, it could be a lot of, lot of things. So if people could get their mind and think about it, Oh, what they mean with that X as a something I don't know, you know, or something like that. Cool, you know. It's really cool to have a title you can take two two ways, you know. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, with this record, though, I believe this would have been the first writing process without your brother Morton. Um, yeah. Here on Radioactive Metal, we uh, we dedicated an episode to him and played the last Journey song you guys put out a couple years ago for him. Yeah. So um, once again, I give my condolences and to all of our listeners here. Was it um, what was it like, you know, moving henceforth without him? It was very difficult, especially in, in start, because Warden and me always, you know, uh, worked very, very close together. 
also even if we don't wrote the song together, we, we also, you know, really check the harmonies and give our ideas to to things and always, you know, worked hard on guitar solos and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it was really tough in the start, because also because of uh, when we booked the studio, and I started to think, oh shit, Morten isn't there anymore. You know, that was was really strange at being in the studio for the first time. But luckily wise, uh, Crane, our new guitar player, has been playing with us live since 2017 because Morten was too ill to play there. And, and uh, he was very supportive and uh, uh, a real good friend also and really loved artillery, you know. So he, he, did, he did make it uh, a bit easier, you know, to mm-hmm. do it, even if it was very difficult. He also contributed with some songs, you know. So, yeah, that was, that was cool. And um, now when the, the process, the whole process and over and the new album is out, I know Morten will listen somewhere, wherever he are, and give the thumbs up because he always said to me, you don't dare to stop at Hillary if I'm gone. No, so no, that's no, that's no. the promise I, I did for him also. So I'm very, very glad about that. Right on, as well you should. That's fantastic. What would you think? Like everyone has their own favorite songs or highlights of of and of any record what do you think morton would have appreciated the most on this record oh yeah i think maybe maybe he he liked the, the song turn of the race because of its of his uh, very you know catchy catchy way it is and uh, uh, but i think he would have liked both most of the song i can't come you know i can't figure out which songs he, he, he couldn't like if he had the change because he was very we have much very much the same uh you know how we looked at music and what, what kind of bands we listened to we all we grew up with the same bands you know and have the almost the same favorites you know it was not very much bands who, who didn't uh, the same bands you know so i think he was he, i love it Maybe also he he would have loved the song Vagivam because he had some of the Oriental things. Mm. So, but it's, it's it's very tough to say. But I think he would have loved the album. You know. No doubt. No. No doubt. No doubt. Um. Like I remember the very first time. Like I go back with artillery to the first record when I was just just a teenager and reading in like metal forces and crank and metal hammer and all that those the european magazines were always the most interesting to me mm. more being in the underground and all that are are you are you still getting a lot of press from various magazines yeah, we, we just got a, a very good uh, review and, and sound check in, in Artshop, if you know that Holland, very mm-hmm. big. Uh, and they gave us a third place in, in the sound check and, um, and a very good review. And uh, that's really cool, you know. I heard that Metalhammer have us on their checklist, also sound check, and Rock Hard have it. So, yeah, I, we still got a lot of support for those those magazines. And I think they, they really love that it's. We always try to get the melody going on, even if you play very fast or anything. We always try to have the melody on, and I think that's very important today because there are so many bands playing fast and furious, you know. So I think it's very, very important. You you can have those kinds of of ways also to play. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely, definitely. One of the things that immediately caught my attention back then in said magazines was the fact that you would hail you were hailing from Denmark. <laughs> and and like you have your LA, your London, you know, even up here Toronto is quite the metal city and all that. De- Denmark doesn't exactly strike metal, but you know, apart from yourself, you guys have had some legendary names as well, like Merciful Fate and Pretty Maids yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you maybe spoke to King Diamond or Ronnie Atkins from uh, from from Pretty Maids? Hey, Ronnie Atkins, I played with him on the Copenhagen Festival last year. They have a 10, 10 year celebration, you know, or two years ago, of course. Uh, and uh, we played the song Heaven and Hell, Black Sabbath. And, uh, <laughs> nice. So that was, was nice. And uh, we have been good friends for a long time, you know. Uh, and uh, also, I, I still see uh, Michael Denner and Hank Sherman often from Mutual Fate, you know. King Diamond is living in the United States, so it's it's a couple of years, years ago since I heard from him, you know. Mm-hmm. But he still have friends in in uh, my, my the same friends we have. Denmark isn't so big, you know, so so we have a, a lot of friends in, inside who knew both me and they know him and stuff like so sometimes we we hear a little bit, bit about how it goes on but Michael Denner I see a lot of a lot of because he's living very close to me oh. and um, and he's he's a very good guy and we have a lot of fun together excellent, and both excellent. and both uh, Mike, Michael Denner and and Hank Sherman played solo on the album Penalty by Perception when we we got that out on the song uh, Brain Time so so yeah we, we still see them, and uh, as I said, Ronnie Atkins has been very sick, you know, and he he wrote a very long letter to, to me when Morton died, and mm-hmm. it was very, very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I was like, it always gives me a good feeling when I know, like, um, the, the musicians that I cover are, like, friends away from the stage and keep in contact and all mm-hmm. that. I actually prefer that more than all this sleazy clickbait other you know forms of media always always yeah. portray people maybe i'm just old-fashioned but i like it that way no i think that's cool too you know you know from the old days we were also friends with metallica back mm-hmm. in the days because because uh, when they recorded by the lightning and master of puppets they used our rehearsal room we have rehearsal room together with merciful fate at that time and um, they were down there and rehearsing you know so yeah so that that's cool, you know, and we we also got a little bit friends with Dave Elson from Megadeth because we helped him when he he did a tour for his best project, and we played three uh, Megadeth songs together with him. Huh. That was really cool. He was a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right on. No, I haven't had him on yet. I have had Ronnie Atkins on the last couple of years as yeah. well. I'm looking forward to having Dave on one of these times um the last time you were on radioactive metal here you we had we did an in-person interview when yeah. you were crossing canada in your stop in winnipeg where i am right now maybe yeah. for our listeners in canada that might remember that tour you were crossing with onslaught maybe you might want to share a couple memories of that time I re- remember we had very good food in Canada because <laughs> in the United States it was a lot 
burgers and pommes frites and pizza, you know. But in Canada, we got some good things, you know. And I also remember we were driving very long. Uh, and we played on, a, on an island where there was a big hotel, like a, a, a casino. And we played a show there. That was really cool. And I have a good friend in, in, in Canada. Uh, some, we still talk, talk to and and uh, you know also there was many good people very uh, Canadians is very uh, very polite and, and very, very good people I think that were very easy to talk to and um, I also remember we, we played uh, one show I think with Striker the mm-hmm. Canadian band Striker in Canada and uh, and we have a lot of good experience also with Canadian bands we, uh, we played Voivod in, in, in Japan. That was really cool. Nice guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for I, sure. I know, uh, yeah, I know we are going on a tour. If all is good here in uh, November, December in Europe, with both Voivod and, and Exciter. And, uh, mm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I remember Canada, is, as also I said, it's a very good country. It was very cold when we, when we was there. But of course, in the winter time, but mm-hmm. but it was it was very. I think it was a big big difference from the United States because the Canadians were more easy to talk to. Many Americans, you know, I think will watch and get something to drink and and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Canadians were, was was very easy to talk to, and I'm looking forward to go back to Canada once again. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna keep bothering you and getting you to cross Canada again soon. I yeah, <laughs> keep, keep kind I, of poking I, I, you I, over the internet. <laughs> I also also remember that uh, that we have a lot of merchandise, and that was a problem because some of the, of the text things, if you take too much inside, and you can do it one or or two times, but if you cross the border more than four or five times, it's gonna be really difficult. No, and then they won't want to have you know money for that. So, luckily, wise I think we we crossed it four times. So, we was just <laughs> getting free of that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I have to do deal a lot like with with bands when they come through town and all that. And a lot of times, we're we're hosting bands as they're coming through from Minnesota. That we're the first mm. Canadian date. And I get I get the bands coming up to me like fuck Snowy like I had to go through this this and this and I'm like I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> I know I know it sucks it sucks yeah but but that that's that's the way on, on when, when you're touring you know you have to deal with that thing also especially in South America it can be really tough also sometimes to get to the border and I remember very closely when when we played in China that was also very difficult so yeah. That's the that's the way to be a, a touring musician. <laughs> oh, definitely the trials and tribulations. I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 If if you could send yourself like a mystical magical email, okay, warning you of what was to come, like when you when you were younger up until now, what advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> Get rid of Corona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cut it off at the pass. Yeah. <laughs> just, just stop it when you can. You know, I, I think also in the in the playing mode, I, I think one of the biggest things you should you should trust and lean on is to keep your music going, believe in what you're doing, and really work hard to do it. You know, and even if people don't like it at, at the start, keep going on what you really love and and get that out. That's most of the most 
important business wish I can I can get for people, you know, because if they want to be musicians, it's definitely a hard job, but it's also so funny, you know, and so great. So yeah, that must be the biggest. Uh, I would say, but of course, if I couldn't stop Corona, I would have did that.
everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. There are only three good things you need in life. Sex, beer, and pure rock.
from the 2006 Unborn Again record. That is Artillery uh, Cohorts, you know, Associates, however you want to call them. You know, Legendary, another Legendary band from the same time period. That is Whiplash with Pitbulls in the Playground. Dude, I love that title. That's twisted. <laughs> That's twisted. And before that, um, definitely one of the band's that no doubt were heavily influenced by, or that heavily influenced artillery, were the Mighty Tank. That was heavy artillery from that classic, that classic Fifth Hounds of Hades record. And it's no secret that it, you know, artillery got the name of their band from that particular track. So I kind of thought it was kind of appropriate you know to go along with the chat with mr michael stutzer from artillery once again that brilliant new record 10 is on the racks right now so run don't walk hit your record shops and pick that up today it's definitely an interesting week okay with court cases yeah. Here. Here in the metal world. Okay. Um first of all, um there's a a, a politician in Australia, Mr. Clive Palmer. Okay, was been ordered to pay um Universal Music 1.5 million in damages over the unauthorized use of um the music you know an unauthorized use of a version of twisted sisters we're not going to take it in one of his political ads okay it's, it's it's such a weird story too when you think about it because apparently and this has been going on for a while now every once in a while every new campaign a politician uses some rock song you know to you know, this is going to be my theme because I'm not going to take it right. or, you know, I'm just I'm this this fits what I'm trying to say, you know, and more often than not, the artist is like, no, go fuck yourself. I don't want <laughs> I don't oh. want my my art. You know, I don't want you using my stuff for your twisted campaign. And you the know best I mean? part is at the time that song came out, they're probably trying to get it banned because they're starting the PMRC shit. Like that's the <laughs> irony here. Is, yeah. And then more irony is that song was directed to putzes like Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What do you, who, who do you think that they're talking to? They're talking to authority figures, you know, parents, the cops, your teachers, if you're in school, your boss, politicians that's who they're saying it to so whatever one of these morons you know decides to use it you know for their benefit i just i gotta shake my head it's like do you even know what you're what you're doing it's like when one old donnie baby there was was using uh um, fortunate son i was just gonna bring fortunate that up son. yeah you know, it's like come on that song is about you asshole yeah <laughs> like i attention Ah, yeah. Ah, so Palmer initially, um, they wanted to. He was he was going to go about doing it the, the through the proper channels, and he kind of said, "No, I don't want to pay the the hundred and fifty thousand dollar fee 
to use this song. So he turned them down and then went ahead and used the song anyways. So what's that tell you about that politician and how he's going to treat his voters and what he thinks of the rights of other people? Mm -hmm. Like he's completely, knowingly, willingly violating copyright because he doesn't want to pay the price. (laughs) I know. know. And it's going to end up costing him. You know, like <laughs> 10 times that, yeah. you know, in <laughs> the, end of the yeah. day. I'm so, I'm so glad to hear that there it's costing him more than what he would have had to pay. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> definitely. And, he, and he's, he's not even able to use the song on top of it. You know, <laughs> that's, even better. It's even, that's even better. And he has the flimsiest excuse of this flimsiest art. art argument saying he had the right to use it because the song itself okay is just a ripoff of the of the christmas hymn oh come all ye faithful which of course twisted sister like kind of acknowledges that well i'm not saying that okay i'm not saying that snyder ripped off that song you know what you know what i mean but it is kind of a version of we're not going to take it for the or all his their and you know what I mean? Like, oh, all, come all you faithful, yeah. you know, is the same melody, the same musical guideline as, as we're not going to take it. And it works so well, you know, and there's there's no copyright because the Christmas hymn is public domain. So it is close. <clears throat> and like, like the, here's the thing is like, Somebody was digging up, one of his PR guys was digging up that story because like, you know, D's come out. He's like, yeah, he's like, people were always telling us that it sounds like, oh, come all ye faithful. He's like, I didn't hear it, but we finally decided to try it. So they did, oh, uh-huh. come all ye faithful too. Um, we're not going to take it. And it doesn't work. It really doesn't. Like I, I listened to that version. I'm like. Yeah, man, I'm not feeling it. Like, I get it. Like, it's close. But no, it's not, not really working. So, one, that's terrible. Because if the guy actually listened to any of that shit, he'd be able to be like, yeah, no, no, this isn't going to fly. Two, even if D did rip off Oh Come All Ye Faithful, um, that song should have been old enough by that point that it would have been in uh, public domain, which means was, anybody yeah, could have ripped exactly. it off. Right. Yeah. And then, um, so you can say that, well, he ripped it off, but, but now he has a copyright for his ripoff version, which is totally okay. Cause you can copyright an arrangement. So fuck you, Mr. Politician. Um, you're trying to get around the laws that are protecting the people that would vote for you and support you. And he's in Australia. Like, dude, so. Every musician in Australia is going to be like, oh, yeah, we're not voting for this guy. No, I'm not talking. Yeah, this guy's yeah. a putz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like you just sent a really clear message to, to anybody who would vote for you, how you truly feel about them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was, I would be curious just to see, you know, next, next, next elect, election in Australia, just to see how, how this plays out for them. You know, it just it would be it would definitely be interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna be laughing about this yeah. for a while as well. Um, 
as you may recall here on the show and pretty much all over the metal world a couple of years back um Cannibal Corpse guitarist now ex Pat O'Brien had certainly made some uh, some head head made some headlines, shall we say, in a rather bizarre story, where he was a, he was arrested um, in a neighbor's household, obviously like on something it would seem he was arrested in a neighbor's household after he had broken. In he had assaulted, pushed down one of the uh, occupants of the house, and at the same time as this was going on, his own house that was being rented was on fire. That's okay. insane, dude. It's <clears throat> <Just> amazing. <laughs> well, I re- I remember when that came out, and I remember we we covered it. He charged at a deputy with a knife. You know, and at what, and then he was uh, subdued with a stun gun. Okay, and then arrested. And well, now fast forward a couple years later, he has appeared in courts in an anti-suicide vest and in shackles, and was officially charged with aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer with a deadly weapon and burglary of an occupied dwelling with assault and battery. Apparently, O'Brien was uh, sentenced to time served with five years probation, 150 hours of community service, and over $20,000 in fines. Plus, he's got to comply with random drug and alcohol evaluations and psychiatric evaluations as well. And so it's like, okay, he's not going to be doing any real jail time you know like he's still been sentenced he's been found 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 guilty and all that i can't help but think if he was black there would be no stun gun involved yeah i feel like they just shot him they just would have shot him dead (laughs) you know and uh, while we're on that subject here real quick i'm you would think because like the the George Floyd case finally oh, um yeah. you know went on and the officer has been sentenced and all that sort of stuff and it's it's one of those things where like people are like oh we can bri- breathe a sigh of relief i'm like i like i know everyone is supposed to have like their time on trial but i mean i saw enough video where i'm like um how are you going to try and get him out of this like, 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 why are we even having the conversation? The conversation would be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, really? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, I mean, you don't need to see it. Some of the video. Like that, that dude, same thing happened here where there is, there's, there's a, um, an African-American man. I think he was, how'd it go down? And, and it happened just a couple miles from where I work. Right. Okay. Um, but so he was pulled over on a traffic violation had an outstanding warrant, got out and ran. So the police officer decided to chase him. And when the guy wouldn't stop, now, but before I even get to the finale here, you've seen a handful of police movies, shows, right? Mm-hmm. If a suspect is running, where do they typically shoot him? Well, I would think the leg. Right. And why would you shoot him in the leg? So you don't kill him? 
Well, so you don't kill them, be, be, so they can't run. And so right? they can't run, yeah. Like, like that's why you shoot somebody in the leg, so they can't run. Mm-hmm. And this guy shot him in the back, not once, <laughs> oh. like five, six oh. times. Like, uh-huh. I, I watched the footage w- with a buddy at work um, because, like I said, it happened right right near where we work i'm like what the hell is with this and it happened like right after i moved here right like like there's so much weird shit happening after i moved here i was like holy fuck where did i move to you know (laughs) but um like Uh so dude like we're watching this video and i mean it's graphic i mean thank god somebody um you know saw what was going on and videoed it or nobody would ever know Nobody would mm-hmm. ever know. And, you know, to the credit of, of the family here, like, they have, they they have been, like, like, okay, you want to talk about somebody who can, like, really forgive and turn the other cheek? That family has been amazing, you wow. know, of, of that man. Like, it's it's insane, you know? And, I mean, I don't think anybody could could really, like, blame them for being like oh no this is kind of like wacky man like what the hell and it it's just one of those things where they handled it so well um but yes like that guy was was sentenced and all that sort of stuff and you know so you've you've got all these things that keep happening and they keep making the news and yet the police are still doing it mm-hmm. why like, well, like, I like, think wouldn't I, something be like, oh shit, no, I need to like knock off my stuff here. Like if if think. it is a racist act, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, or and and just or something else would be like, no, you know, we need to make sure we're taking a little bit more precaution here. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the police in in you know in this new era of of police officers, they have this feeling of in, of invincibility. And this feeling of entitlement and, you know, we can do an act however we want because we have the law on our side, damn it. Yeah, we're uh, not in the age of Judge Dredd yet. No, <laughs> not yet, not yeah. yet. But I think uh, we we keep going. And I never even really thought of that until you just said that. Yeah, it's going to come to the point. Judge Dredd Executioner. Might, we just might be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and there. that's like... It was supposed to be like to to kind of wake you up to what was going on with the law, not to be the model for what we need to do, you know. Ah, <sighs> oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. anyway, well, yeah, I digress. Through, yeah, throughout all this, it has been officially announced that former radioactive metal alum Eric Rutan, he of hate eternal fame, yeah, he's, um, has been like he was um, when all this went down. They basically, Cannibal Course asked asked Mr. Rutan to come in and cover for 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 O'Brien and all that, and of course he's more than happy to offer his services to Cannibal Corpse. Well, throughout all this, they also made it official that Rutan is an official member of Cannibal Corpse as well. So congratulations and good on him. He's a great. He's a great guy. I've had oh, yeah. the good opportunity of interviewing him and hanging with him and all that. And, He's a great guy that deserves all of this success. We know an even better person that is um, deserving of all the success 
coming to them in two nights in the spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Okay, for tonight's Indie Spotlight, you know what, dude? I'm going to kick back. I'm going to throw my feet up on the desk here. This is your your band, your area, your territory, so I'm going to turn this over to you. Yeah, so Di Gregorio is our feature band, which we have had featured as an indie spotlight before. We did a live episode album release party um, for this band because Sue's been a friend of mine for a long time now. And um, so she released a new EP. It just came out April 30th. And why this came about is this is um, a collection of songs that were originally written when a family member passed away Oh, 20 some years ago. And then just recently her father passed away. Mm-hmm. Like literally like had lunch, sat down in his chair and gone. That was it, you know? Um, And so, you know, when that happened, she's like, no, I want to resurrect these songs. I, I want to get this out because it, 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 it's the same subject matter sort of thing. And so she, you know, hit me up. She's like, Hey, could you um do some bass for me? I'm like, well, sure. And, um, if anyone's listened to Sue's music, right? I tease her all the time about this, about being a mathematician, but she does all these crazy time signatures and stuff like this. So this was written before the De Gregorio stuff. So it's more on the proggy side than the metal side. Like there's still some heavy stuff. Um, I love it. It was a challenge for me to play um, because just tonally and rhythms, it's just like, what the hell's happening right now? Um, but so she intended to release it as one like 15 minute epic cause it's a suite. Right. And she okay. grew up on classical music. And for anyone who doesn't know, like, you know, you have like a suite and has movements and all sorts of stuff. And it's one collection of music. And I'm like, you can't do that nowadays. Like, like that's how people buy music, you know, like, like you can't put out like one 15 minute file and expect people to buy it. So, um, much to her chagrin and you know i was i'm smiling because because we have our running joke that i'm just the bassist what do i know um (laughs) this is the one time i was right and so i guess she had to break it into files but then she also did one file as the suite a collection of individual tracks and then an instrument instrumental version of the whole suite i'm like which was a really nice bonus and it's all for five bucks on bandcamp so if you go to dgregorio.bandcamp.com you can check it out and I I say all that to basically say this. These two songs we're about to listen to, Black and White and Tears, probably about three to four minutes total, right? Um, Tears is an instrumental in itself. Um, but these are two of my favorite tracks on the album when I was working through these. And that's why I chose them. And like, like I said, she's going to be like, damn you. Cause she, you know, wanted like apology to be like the lead track. I'm like, no, like I, I this is what I like and I can do whatever the hell I want. And, um, <laughs> sure, it's my show, Dad. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm gonna. So, ladies and gentlemen, it brings me great pleasure to piss off Sue and bring you Black and White and Tears.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Black and White and Tears from D. Gregorio's new EP, Black and White. It is out now and available at dgregorio.bandcamp.com. Check it out there first. It will be on Spotify, iTunes, all that sort of stuff at some point. Um, but Bandcamp, man, like, dude, like, I mean, we know Bandcamp's had Bandcamp Fridays, which is actually when this drops. So when this drops, go out there, pick up the album. The money's going to go straight to Sue or, you know, whatever other artists you want to support. But mm-hmm. man, like, the more I talk to Sue about how she's been using Bandcamp, that is the most artist friendly, music oriented site out there. Like, talk about oh, people is. that are like working for the musician. Mm-hmm. And that just makes my day. Cause I mean, like, you know, like CD Baby, and there's these other distribution places that help you get into the machine, so so to speak. But CD Baby, they're just kind of like, nah, fuck it. We're gonna make this easy for you guys. <laughs> and that and that's really great. So Degorio.bandcamp.com. Sue's probably cussing me out right now because you know I split up her suite. But um, it's really, it's it's a great set of music. It's fun. It is different from what you've heard in the past from DeGrora. Oh, and I forgot to mention, um, Sue actually sang on this one, which is something she doesn't do. You know, she doesn't oh, do that right. very often, but she she really wanted to, like, it, it, this is a very personal collection of songs. Um, and so she, you know, wanted to sing on it and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it, it's 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 really, it's good. It's it's good music. Like I said, it was challenging for me to play, which is fun. Um and just, yeah, it's all around good time. DGregorio.bandcamp.com. All right. So I guess let's take it on home there, Snowman. Yeah, it's definitely that time. Thank you so much for that. It's always it's always great when uh, Sue gives us something to listen to as well. But, yeah, as you said, it's time to bring this crazy train into the station. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear Snowman, Facebook.com slash RadMetal. Hit us up there. Um, the social media we really have been having the most fun with lately is Instagram, at RadMetal666. That's also our Twitter handle. We don't tweet often. So definitely check us out on the Instagram because everything Stoney and I have talked about tonight it typically makes it onto Instagram at some point, either before or after the show. So if you hear us talking about something, get on there, scroll backwards. You're going to find some great shit. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> You can drop us a line. Our email is radmetal666 at gmail.com. You can go to the Shiny Wizards Network and hear us along with a whole bunch of other great wrestling and lifestyle podcasts. It's just a blast out there. A great, great bunch of people. Shiningwizardsnetwork.com. And thanks to them, we're also on Spotify. Um, If... You're like, man, I'd like to kind of hear some of the old shows. Great news. Radioactivemetal.org has everything. That'll take you to every episode we've done, with the exception of some that Rock couldn't just find when we were trying to move that over. But, you know, Mm -hmm. shit gets lost. It's still a pretty good archive. So that's going on. And then I feel that last but not least, and this is one I always like to talk about last, because if you want to be hip, you want to be cool, you want to be in the know, then Thursday nights, you go to purerockradio.net and hear this before anybody else. Because everybody else is waiting until it hits their podcast aggregator on Friday mornings. But it's going to be up for you live. You'll listen to it on purerockradio.net, which is a fantastic show. 
fantastic station. So many great shows out there, and we're proud to be a part of that family in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, because I love to say <laughs> that that um, city and province. But yeah, so that's what's going on. And then, of course, the snowman here. Um, he would like to like have like pen pal type interactions with you, like the old pen bangers, which is so mm-hmm. Um, so if you drop us a line, then we'll get you his address and you guys can write letters. Now, fair warning, if you're in the States, apparently uh, we're at war with Canada on postal service rates yeah. because I was trying to <laughs> ship Snowy some stuff this week and there was 70 bucks for a tiny box. I'm like, I didn't spend that much to send them fucking cassette tapes yeah, um, what the hell? like two months ago. Like, you guys are on crack. So um, I don't know. I Maybe the moose are on strike. You know, maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe like like the moose are demanding different wages to when they have to pick up the mail from our carrier pigeons at the border. Yeah. I, Spe- I think dude. the contract might be up soon. Yeah. Speaking of moose, did you see what I just tagged you on today on Instagram? I tagged the Rad Metal account. Mm, sorry, no, I didn't. Not yet. Okay. After this, you have to watch it, and you're gonna hate me because <laughs> I started following this Instagram channel called Canada Explorer because I'm like, you know what, like. I, I want to see more of other countries and all sorts of stuff. So I'm like Germany Explorer and like all these other countries. And, you know, Germany and London and all these sorts of things. They, they've they got all these great like chateaus and just all these beautiful buildings and architecture. On the Canada Explorer, I tagged you into it. It's just a picture of a moose chilling in a lake in the, in the woods. And I tagged you. I'm like, this is what I picture in my mind every time I think of Canada. Like this sums up. <laughs> Everything I know about Canada right here in one <laughs> one little video. Yeah. Well, hey, you're probably not too far off. Probably not too off. There's there's a lot of cliches and you know and and, and stuff like that about Canada, but we, we embrace them. We embrace them. I it's still think there's nothing funnier than you being attacked by Canadian geese, by the way. Oh, that was oh, that was a great geez. story. Yeah, yeah. I was just recently I got a little got a little too close to one of the nests right now the Canadian geese you know they're they're nesting right 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 now and that's when the males get very aggressive and all that don't don't get too close so it's getting kind of dangerous if you're a little a little on the ignorant side towards these amazing birds to uh Get us on out of here. How about we get some amazing music from Crips of Despair. Their new album, All Light Swallowed, is available now from Transcending Obscurity Records. Let's go with Anguished Exhale. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Bringing Out the Big Guns episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.